Now, you're listening to the God Chasers Podcast, hosted by the homie Brinson. You God chasing or not? We chase God. We chase God. We chase God. You know what it is when you see us coming. Force in the darkness, they be running. Bring it up, ain't no games, we own something. I chase God. We chase God. I chase God. We chase God. But what? We chase God. I chase God. We chase God. But what? I chase God. I chase God. We chase God. But what? I chase God. You go chasing on that. Episode 158. You're now in tune to the freshest 30 minutes in podcast land, the God Chasers podcast, talking all things Christian hip hop, playing the hottest music, and encouraging those who have a heart for ministry, in ministry, entrepreneurs, kingdompreneurs. This podcast is for you. Thank you to all the Patreons. And if you would like to become a Patreon of the God Chasers podcast, go to patreon.com backslash God Chasers and go to ironbrinson.com. Sign up for the email list and stay up to date with all things God Chasers Entertainment. And you can get a copy of my book 10 things every christian hip-hop artist should know and on amazon and follow me on social media god chases on instagram and i am brentson on twitter if this episode blesses you go to itunes and leave a five-star rating and a comment let the people know what you think about the god chases podcast i want to give a shout out to all my friends in los angeles lexington wichita new york atlanta philadelphia san jose houston toledo virginia beach san antonio denver seattle and Jacksonville and all my friends abroad in Jordan, Ireland, Ghana, Canada, Germany, Ukraine, Thailand, Russia, France, Japan, the UK, Nigeria, New Zealand, Belize, Sweden, and Australia. We got a great show for you this week. You know, I try to keep the podcast at 30 minutes for you guys every week, but when we have special guests, and they have a lot to say. We just let it go. So this week, we have a special interview with artist K9. I want you to sit back and enjoy. Buckle up. This is going to be a wild ride. You got chasing a now. Allow me to reintroduce my, myself. This is God Chasers Entertainment. God Chasers Entertainment. Bring in that heat. Whoa. The heat just keeps coming. That's gospel mix too. Feel that right there, right there. Let's go. You just a hater. What's with you? You've been drinking some of that hater, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're now in tune to the freshest 30 minutes in podcast land, the God Chases podcast in over 100 countries. This week, my guest, my special guest is a storyteller, is a rhymer. He has bars. He been has bars. He's also Houdini of Christian hip hop. In my book, the number one Christian rapper of all times because he has crafted one of the greatest albums of all time called Bible Story. You hear me talk about it all the time on this podcast. And he just dropped a new album called 45. He's back from a three-year hiatus. Canine is on the God Chaser podcast. What's up, dude? What's up with you, man? Dude, 45 is here. What took so long? That's a good question, man. Uh, You know, what's been the story of, of my career is, you know, all of these these starts and stops and pauses and breaks and retirements and all of that so you know the process from uh my last album which was theater of the mind to 45 it's it's really been no different man um you know once i thought when i finished with theater of the mind that you know i was done like okay i said everything i wanted to say but you know what ends up happening is I'm an artist, you know what I'm saying, in my heart. Like, that's what God created me to be, period. Yep. So, when I get inspired, you know what I'm saying? I just, I have to write something. Like, that's right. always going to be me. Like, I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying, an a 80-year-old man on the porch. And if I, if I feel like writing something, if I get inspired, I'm going to write. And so, what happens is, uh, you know, my inspiration comes from God. And once he starts dropping, you know, stuff in my spirit and ideas in my head and I hear a beat or, you know, different things like that to spark my my creativity. I mean, I got to answer it. You know what I'm saying? I got to answer it. And before you know it, 
uh, one verse turns into two, two verses turns into a song, two, you know, one song turns into two, and next thing you know, you got half an album, and and next thing you know, you're looking for artwork, and next thing you know, you're looking for artwork, and you got a whole project put together. So what? What's what? What's the meaning? Behind 45, because the first time I seen it, I was like, oh, this is he trying, what he, he supporting Trump or what, what's happening? Yeah, so I, I figured people would think, uh, you know what I'm saying, a 45 that has something to do with Trump, but I would never, you know what I'm saying, uh, do not do nothing like that. Uh, for one thing, I try to make music that's gonna live way, way after I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. My great grandkids are gonna be eating off of this music and, and listening to this music. So I would never tarnish my legacy uh, by, you know what I'm saying, uh, naming an album after some, you know, some somebody so temp- temporary. You know what I'm saying? Right, when, right. When I, when I plan on this music being listened, listened to, man, you know, 45, he'll be long gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even tarnish my legacy like that. But uh, the title comes from so one of the one of my biggest things, and I touched on it on um, theater theater of the mind, is that you know, uh, hip hop is it's a it's a genre of music that you know mostly caters towards the you know the young young people. We got ageism. We got ageism, and it's the only genre of music that got it. Exactly. And so you know, it, it's not it's frowned upon as being an older artist. And so, and I'm perfectly cool with that, cause I mean, I'm guilty of of having said somebody was old, and man, don't nobody want to hear, you know? Oh, dude is old. When I was young, that's what I was saying about artists, like, dude is old. You know, I don't, I don't know who want to hear that. And so, right. you know, it it go, what goes around comes around, and and I was just feeling like, okay, I'm at this certain age where it's time for me to pack it up, and I had no problem doing that. You know what I'm saying? I mean. It's not a good thing, but in my career, I shown that I had no problem, you know, moving on. And I tried it many times, but, you know, God keeps calling me back. And so, most of, a majority of these songs were written while I was this age I am right now, which is 45 years old. And one thing, one thing the Lord showed me was like, uh, you know, me being 45, it doesn't have to be a weakness, Right, mm. so I, I can be 45 and still come from a, a position of power and strength and wisdom, having lived so long and experienced so much. Like I got so much to talk about, mm. and, and he he just kept showing me power, 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 strength, power, and I and it just came to me like a 45 caliber gun. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A four, like that's a powerful weapon. And it just, it, I just flipped it. Like me being 45 years old, like I still got that power. My music and my words still you got. Still power. a weapon. You still a weapon, right? You're still, right. I'm still a weapon, right? And it's crazy because we talked about the ageism, and it's like the first song on 45. It says I'm a grandpa. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, and that's, and you know what? That's intentional, bro, because. I'm not, I'm telling you, man, it's hard to explain, but, bro, I know most rappers should be rapping it. They should be, you should be finishing by now. You shouldn't be rapping at 45. Most of them shouldn't. So, and I I fully embrace that. You look at uh, Theater of the Mind. The first song I started with was old. Like, that's song number one. Like, dude, Mm -hmm. I know I'm old. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to fool y'all. That I'm this young guy Like I'm an old dude I, I'm an old head And God still got me rapping This album right here I did the same thing I'm like Hey <laughs> I tried to quit I'm a grandpa Check this out You know Listen to this song So it, Like I'm not trying Man believe me Every time you hear something from me um, And we'll probably touch on that later But every time you hear me rapping Or music from me Bro It's God sending me out you know, mm. I don't enjoy attention. I don't enjoy accolades. I don't enjoy any any of that other stuff. Like I'm an extreme introvert. 
So is that why you don't have any videos? You don't do any Facebook lives, Instagram lives, because that's not your forte. It's really not, man. And and I hate that. Uh, um, well, I don't hate it, man, because it's good. Um, but you know, we in the the visual era where people, you know, are, are mostly led by what they what they see. What you know, what I'm saying right. they want to see things, and that's just never been my. That's just never been my thing. You know what I'm saying? I've never been a guy that want to hop in front of the cameras or, hey, look at me. You know what I'm saying? And I think partly that's why God could use me. You know what I'm saying? Because I have no agenda. Like, the last thing I want to do is be in front of people or, you know, I just like to stay out of the way, out of sight, out of, off of people's minds. But, you know, um, and sometimes, man, being an artist... That's been to my detriment, right? Because right. what ends up happening is every time I come back, there's a you know there's a remnant of people who just stuck with me. Like, man, yes, I, I made some music in the past, and bro, it blessed them, it changed their life, it helped them see something they never saw, and they like, we with you, one million percent. Right. We don't care what you do, you know what I'm saying? But then every time I come back. It's like I'm reintroducing myself over and over and over, and I'm trying to find, you know, where was all these people who was with me last time? Well, they, some of them done moved on and they on the other things, and so you know what I'm saying. That's why, um, you know, even though I think I make, uh, you know, high caliber music, that my fans and uh, my views and my clicks and all that stuff will never be that high. And it's just because of of how I because you got a cult following you it, that so that's what you're saying I got a cult following, and the people who with me they already know what they gonna get, and they never disappointed. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's safe to say. I think it's safe to say that. Now I've been watching the comments and I've been blown away by the reception. I think like it's like people half mad and half happy. They happy because they got new music and they mad because they was like, why well, had to wait three years for this? You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a good thing because it's been high praise. And I mean, you you don't see one thing that I saw that you don't see in today's market in music in general. I saw people ask repeatedly, how can I get CDs how can I get the hard copy you don't see that no more and and I was blown away by people like I, I watch the whole Christian rap market I watch secular rap market I watch fans I watch waves and I don't see that I haven't seen that in years and to have multiple people say to say that that's some cult following grateful dead type stuff and you know what I think it is? It's the era that I came up in, right? So when I mm. when I was at uh man, I hate to say this word, but when I was at my peak, I guess, CDs were, you know what I'm saying? CDs were what everybody had. It was something tangible. It's something you could touch, you can open it up, you can look at the cover, um, the cover art, you can read the thank yous, you can read all of this stuff. You it's something that you reached and grabbed when you wanted to hear it. It was something you could hold. It meant something. Mm -hmm. It's something that, you know what I'm saying, I could sign if I sent it to you. And that's something that's missing in the digital age. And so I think it's kind of a nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, the first time I heard, dude, I seen that CD at Walmart. You know what right. I'm saying? So they still want that, that, that physical connection or something tangible. Because streaming is cool, you know. You get it's it cool. immediately, you know. I mean, well, it ain't cool. It sucks, but <laughs> stream. I'm not gonna lie, streaming is not cool. I'm gonna take that back. But it's it's there, and that's the age that we live in now. Right. But people still want something that you know that they can touch, that they can hold. You know, so memorabilia. They want that stuff that be like, look what I got that I can pass on. You can't. If if all the computers crash, you're not gonna be able to pass on these these streams. But it's just like the resurgence of vinyl. People want those tangibles. That's never going away. 
So let's let's jump into this album, dude. We we touched on Grandpa. So I want to know: Is this is Grandpa your most personal song? Mm, that's a good question. I w- I would say it's one of my most personal songs. Um, but then again, I never shied away from putting my family in my songs you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. if you look at uh born again i had so glad and i have my you know have my kids on there and i'm telling them you know i'm so glad that y'all with me uh you look at robots you know i had cam rapping on there so my i'm i'm very uh family oriented you know what i'm saying and well i i I see that, but the reason I ask that because you did something on that song that you haven't done. It's like you took us to your living room during a, a family emergency, a serious discussion, and it was the things that you don't see in rap is you take inside the house and you show every emotion that was happening in the house. Right. Like, right. Who, who said what How it made you feel And like yeah you mentioned the family before But this was like I felt like I was watching the episode Of the, of the Cosby show And somebody messed up You know what um, And I bro I Working with youth um, Working with the youth in my church And you know churches that I've been through When I um, traveled and just being around youth I seen this situation A hundred times You know probably more of you know mm-hmm. the young, um, you know young girl. She grows up in church, and hey man, thing hap- things happen. Life happens. They, um, you know, she might end up pregnant, or a guy might get a girl pregnant. And I was always on the outside looking in, so I could always say, you know, what I thought everybody might think, or what I thought everybody felt, but it never happened to me. So. It's easy for me to say, well, just, man, that's your daughter. and You better accept her anyway. We all make mistakes. and mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's easy. For, it was easy for me to say those things. But when it happened to me, it was just like, it was an instant song. Like, man, I got to, I, now I know how those people felt. And believe me, my daughter ain't the last one. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be people, it's going to be people coming uh, behind her that's you know it's going to be in this situation parents are going to be in the situation families are going to be in, in this situation so maybe this song will help them deal with that you know what i'm saying no i i think it will because it, it was like you went from the advice you had and then what you did to make it have a full circle and then you like the end result is the blessing mm. and that that's that's perfect. You hit you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, that's real, bro. I mean, you know, I call you I in know. that song. I called you, and I was like, bro, you know, I told you what happened. I was like, she gotta go, right? I gotta I gotta put her out. This is over, right? And you <laughs> right. Like, and you like, you know, you know how I was. You, I was yeah, going, you I was wild. I'm I'm joking, but I had all kind of emotions going on, bro. I was. Betrayed. I was angry. I was, you know what I'm saying. And you was like, you kind of just dash water on my face, like, bro, it ain't about you. You know what I'm saying. You, you, you the man. You the father. Man, hug that girl. Let her know. You know what I'm saying. Everything is gonna be all right. Pull your skirt down. Let's. You know what I'm saying. You gonna get through this. And that's, man. And that's and that's the the benefit, man. I having a godly counsel, man. Godly friends. You know what I'm saying. People you could. You can count on and, and you know talk to about these things, bro. Is I mean it's it's priceless. You know what I'm saying? One thing that I, I've noticed from seeing people's reaction, because that I think I'm enjoying watching people's reaction to the album than I have with with a lot of other people because you know you took too long to come back, but I mean it the, the benefit of it. One thing that I'm seeing that people are saying time and time again is how the ministry is really talking to them and i think the landscape of christian rap we not get we getting fire beats with less ministry fire hooks with less ministry and i'm seeing that people are saying they get ministered to and it's a different angle and vantage point that you're coming from like 
should have told him i keep seeing people talk about this song about it is it's convicting because they like i had that same conversation right 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 and <clears throat> man you bring that's a i don't want to judge um you know what i'm saying nobody else's music or you know because to be honest with you i don't i don't really even listen to that much uh, rap You know what I'm saying If I'm listening to music bro It's it's some oldies I'm on some Some Marvin Gaye Some Al Green Some Curtis Mayfield So I don't even really Listen to rap like that But I believe if you making music It should be timeless music That's mm-hmm. why it, I didn't even say that on purpose But that's why in 2020 I, I'm listening to Curtis Mayfield The stories right. that he was telling you know what I'm saying? Because it's timeless. And that's and I that's one thing that I also feel like it's been to my detriment because I never roll waves. You'll never listen to a K9 CD when when they was doing snap, I didn't I set that out. When they was when they doing trap, I set that out because those are waves. You know what I'm saying? I try to find music, I try to make music that's going to be dope. 20 30 years from now you know what i'm saying and yeah. so so it won't it won't be a fad when you go to listen to it my message won't die along with that you know with that way i feel that but less so when i'm listening to 45 and i listen to other albums that's out and i hear these beats and it's not like anything that i'm hearing on the radio that that's like popular but it's still popping. What's the mindset behind beat selection? Mm, that's a good question. When when I select beats, my number one goal is to make music that's going to be timeless. You know, that's going to be dope. Man, 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, it'll still be dope. So I try to just find high quality music. Instead of looking for what's hot right now, instead of looking for trap, beats you know what i'm saying when when in my heart of hearts watching hip-hop for 40 years i know that it's gonna be it's gonna come a time where people won't be able to stand trap music you know what i'm saying right just like right. when snap music was in i knew there's it was hot for a while but i knew a time was coming where people were gonna be laughing at snap music you know what i'm saying when keyboard mm. beats was hot when swiss was making those keyboard beats for dmx i knew it was going to be a certain time where them, those beats wasn't going to be cool anymore. So I just try to find neutral, high quality music that lets me paint my picture. It's like a canvas. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking yeah. for a, a high quality canvas for me to, you know, get my art off. Put put my put my thoughts and my views and, you know, paint these pictures for the for the listener. So when I'm listening, I I hear feeling behind right. It's a certain feeling. It's a certain feeling behind grandpa. It's a certain feeling behind for love and beautiful. But what was the hardest track to write on this album? Hmm. You know that, man, that's a good question. You know what? A lot of these songs... Um, if you hear a K9 song, it was easy for me to write. Mm. It, all of my good songs, all of my best songs that you ever heard, they came easy. It was effortless. It's kind of like God whispered the songs in my ear. You know what I'm saying? The um, the, every song that you hear was probably written in 30 minutes, besides the Bible stories. Because once I'm flowing, once I'm clicking, once I know where I'm going with the story, it's like riding a bike downhill. Um, mm. But I would say probably the hardest song to write was... Man. I say Noah. Noah don't count because, you know, that's a Bible story. That's a whole different kind of song. Right. Right. I mean, you could say Noah. I mean, yeah, the, to because all of them flow to, like Noah, Noah, and those Bible stories. That's like doing homework. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's right. like, man, it's like cutting grass. It's, it's like it's like working in the yard, bro. It's 
um, it's way, it's a totally different kind of creativity that goes into doing a Bible story line by line, you know what I'm saying, precept by precept. It's way different. I would say Noah was probably the hardest song, um, followed by Right Now. You know, Right Now was trying to do like that drunken flow. Um, right. That that was kind of tough to do, you know what I'm saying, because I had to figure out where I was going with it and, you know, with it being just a part one, you know, where I want to take it in the future. So I would say Right Now and Noah, those are probably the two toughest songs to write. So the slick part about Noah was naming the animals. Right. I'm not going to spoil it, but talk to the people about how you came about naming the animals. Man, listen, I was, I don't want to brag, but if you listen to that song, you tell me. I did something very special naming those animals. Alphabetical order. Come on, man. Alphabet, listen, listen. It is two MCs. It's two MCs that did that. That I know of. You and Ready Rider. Ready Rider did a a whole rap alphabetical order. Just A A A this B B B B this, and I didn't pick up on it until he was on like L. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> so when I heard when I heard the animals going i was like hold on hold on we 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 rhyming now now we're rhyming we got <laughs> we got to wait to the end of the album now we rhyming right yeah and that and that took a lot of work bro i, I was on google like man I, like i said it's like working in the yard bro doing those bible stories you know what i'm saying but yeah man doing those in alphabetical order bro i was i was in my bag on that one i had to i had to say so out of all the stories which are, what is your favorite one on this album out of all of the songs yeah, yeah. The, ones the ones that you told told, told the stories oh, okay well I would say grandpa um mm-hmm. my top three songs grandpa should have told him mm-hmm. and all I need those are my those are gonna go in my hall of fame like um those are my three favorite wow wow not um he chose to die prayers of the righteous prayers of the righteous that's a good i I like that song of course I, i wrote it but that's a good song too but it ain't it ain't in my top it's not in my top though you know what i'm saying okay you get you get you gave me that top you gave me that top give me Top three all-time canine stories. Top three all-time. These eyes. That's my number one. These eyes. eyes. Um, I would say Grandpa. Okay. okay. And man, for you don't count. For you, that's um, you know, that's that's a Bible story. No, that count. Well, for you. For you is for okay. you gotta be number one. Yeah, for you is number one of all time. Okay. For you, these eyes, grandpa. Those those are like my songs that are special to me. You know what I'm saying? Those those are my favorites. But I got I mean, as I listen to the songs, there's so many stories. Kind of like every song is a story. And one thing about it, bro, I don't set out to do it like that. Is that's just I don't even that's, that's just, just how I give. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just that's just it just comes out of me in stories, man. So yeah, those are my top three. Man, okay and and the last question. But outside of the, the best feature you ever had on this album, rap wise. <laughs> Talk about my why? Uh, my grandbaby, yeah, she killed it. <laughs> she, she got she got busy at the end of grandpa. You right, but go ahead. What what made 45 B feature light. Oh, I, I thought you were saying like. Uh yeah, you have to edit that. Okay. Um what made 45 feature light? I, I one thing I never I never been a fan of forced collaborations, right? 
I, mm-hmm. I feel like some of the best music I ever made when I collaborated was when me and someone was friends. You know what I'm saying? We were friends and we were right. talking on the phone regularly. Like that makes good music. You communicating with that person. Um, B. Rife is a perfect example. Like I made classics with him. You know what I'm saying? During that season, you know, we we were talking regularly and it just makes good music. And these me taking so many breaks and you know what I'm saying? I lose some of those connections musically. So if I were to throw these people on albums, the connection wouldn't be there. It'll seem forced. You know what I'm saying? It'll seem mm. manufactured. And I didn't want to do that. Um, I just wanted to just, you know, people want to hear from me. You know what I'm saying? And then when yeah. I added you in the mix, it's like, this is my guy. And I, you know what I'm saying? I want you to hear what he has to say. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, I I just feel like features should be organic. They should happen naturally. They should be mutual. You know what I'm saying? When they are, both parties you know can benefit and be happy with the art that was made. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be a thing where um, I had to buy your love. And there's nothing wrong with paying people for features or you know that, but you know I, I just think the best features are gonna be organic. That's that's how I feel. And so I didn't really have that many organic artist relationships. So I didn't really, you know, I didn't feel the need to um, to bring anybody with me on this trip. But you, you know. But let's talk today. Today, we in a pandemic. Today is social tensions like I've never seen in my entire life. Today, you know, political the political landscape of America is is in shambles today like you know people black lives matter all lives matter black guns matter you know uh everybody raising their flag relatives is rainbow flags uh whatever confederate flag all of that confederate we we waving flags right but you put out right mm-hmm and when you put this this out like it was a feeling of right now that got captured that we might not feel next year like what how did you i guess to say catch lightning in the bottle to, to express all the emotions that everybody feeling well see the thing is right so if you if you look at history um let's take it back to the Watts riots of the 60s. If there was an artist back then and he wrote a song about the riots in Watts in the 60s, that song would be relevant today. Right? You go back to to the 92 with Rodney King. Uh, You look at, I just say, one of my favorite artists, Ice Cube. He wrote songs about the riots. That song came back, uh, those songs come back around and they're relevant in, in 2020. So it's certain it's certain issues and things that, that are just always going to be relevant because, I mean, this is this is America. This is just our DNA. This, you know what I'm saying? It's just the cycle of how things go. Um, there's tension. There's unrest. There's protest. There's riots. Then things simmer down and it's like wash, rinse, repeat. You know what I'm saying? You look at um, Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Like, bro, that song could have been written yesterday. He wrote it in like 72 or something like that. It literally could have been written yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So when I see things happening, man, I, I, I feel like obligated to speak on it. Some some artists wouldn't touch it. You know what I'm saying? Some artists, that's just not their bag. They're not going to um, ruffle no feathers. But, bro, I feel like as an artist, man, I'm a I'm a street reporter. Like, I feel like I'm standing there with my, you know, in front of the camera with my microphone reporting what I see. So, so, so saying, wait a minute, wait, wait, I got to stop you. So you just, you just said that you said some artists just saying that's not their bag. But I mean, you've been, you've been rapping for the Lord since what oh four mm-hmm yeah oh oh four so you you over a decade in this and you're saying that some it's not some people back but during such a time as this what do you what do you feel that 
Christian rappers should be doing right now, like socially, economically for the church. Because I mean, in all honesty, the church, the church, everybody looking at the church sideways. But I think we got a a upper hand because we have relevance working for us, but certain things not happening. So what you think Christian rappers your age, younger, in their 20s should be doing in 2020? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I would say do what your heart says, right? Because, hmm. I mean, at the core of it, if you are artist, like a true artist, you're going to, um, you're going to have feelings about issues and maybe you wouldn't have wanted to hear <laughs> you wouldn't want to hear riot from me 10, 10 or 15 years ago. I might have right. cussed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might have it might have been a totally different song, bro. I might have I might have mm-hmm. been saying some crazy things cuz it, it just wasn't it wasn't my time. But I could, I could, I'm as I mature and get older, you know, I was able to come from, you know, a place of I felt like maturity where I could just tell a story from the outside looking in. Right. Um, I would say just do what your heart says. You know, the Bible says it's a time for everything. So some right. sometime it just might not be your time to speak on that issue. If you can't speak intelligently about it, then maybe you should just fall back. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, the Bible says, seek justice, correct oppression, uh, do, you know, plead the it, widow's it, cause. It so- does say that. It's, it does say that. And I mean, I think one of our uh, Christian rap brothers who got crucified last week, he speak a lot. But I mean, you, you, you miss, you miss a step and it's a rap. Like, you know, we seen Lecrae get crucified last week for saying who for not really checking the pastor who about his slavery and white blessing comment i mean and i i, I don't know i mean mm. he should have but we wasn't in that moment because i'm sure with those type of heavy conversations you don't know what any what anybody gonna do like when you when you saw the video, what was your thoughts? That's a good question. When I saw the video, I, I tried to I watched as much as I could, uh, you know, after before and after what was said to get full context. Yep. To tr- yeah. Um. I think he was. I think like he said, bro. He was just in shock. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And mm-hmm. he was just like. Did like did dude just really say what I think he said? Um, man, it, it's you know, but this is what I say: heavy is the head that wears the crown. Yeah, you when you put yourself on that platform, um, like it or not, people see you as a representation of something. They didn't they didn't put Lecrae on that stage. You know what I'm saying? Just because he. Uh, you know, just because he just happened to be walking by the studio, Lecrae right. represented something to them. And mm-hmm. when he sat in that chair, you know, this is just my opinion that you represent something. So you got to have, you know, you got to know what you're talking about. You got to know what you feel. You got to know what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept because you'll get caught up in a situation where somebody says something crazy and you don't correct them. And you nod your head Now you complicit Now you just co-signed What they said Even though you didn't Even though in your heart You couldn't believe further from what they said But it's just being caught up in that moment You nodding your head like Hurry up and finish bro So I can say what I gotta say But to mm-hmm. the outside world It looks like you co-signing it So right. I mean it, it's heavy as the head that wears the crown If you're gonna put yourself in these positions For these conversations you got to know that comes with it But let me say this I'm not a huge fan of A whole bunch of panels And and right. talking and all of that stuff Because you can go on YouTube And Malcolm X Martin Luther King uh, Baldwin Dick Gregory All these beautiful orators 
they've all been involved in these discussions from from the 60s so what if you can't add add anything to the conversation that they didn't add then what you know what's the point like if you want to touch on race relations go watch malcolm x you know what i'm saying talking to um talking to a professor at you know cal berkeley watch that interview but once you start um putting yourself out there man is is you gotta be built for it and i, I think you, lecrae yeah. is built for it i think i think he'll you know he, he'll bounce back he because the, the the thing is what i what i notice is it's certain pockets that notice certain things and if you lose certain support on a platform that don't mean you lost support everywhere like I mean, the Twitter universe went after of him, and that don't mean his Facebook people or the people that is totally oblivious to everything else that he do. So, I mean, speaking of, of fans that just say what they what they want to say and don't know what they're talking about sometimes, you wrote a song called Shut Up. Do you think people forget that you're a Christian and then you're a black man living in America who's had experiences that other cultures haven't and they just say what they want to say because they think they entitled to because they stream your music. Mm. That's <laughs> um that's a real good question. Uh for the irony of Shut Up, that song was written, man, maybe three years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago, uh, Lecrae, just a little backstory, Lecrae, um, on one of his songs, he, you know, he talked about how the um, the Black Panthers fed his mother. And I was talking to this guy and he was like, yeah, man, you know, Lecrae, he's talking about the Black Panthers now and, you know, this and that. And, and so that's what gave me the inspiration to write that song. But as I was picking songs for the album, you know, White Blessings happened. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's perfect. It's exactly what's happening right now. You look at Lecrae and he was getting barbecued. It's, man, it's just like Jesus, bro. The same people that were screaming Hosanna, the same people that gave Lecrae his platform. You know what I'm saying? The same people that were screaming, we unashamed, 116. Was the same ones telling them to shut up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, not so much on the white blessings, but when he was speaking up, about you know brutality and um you know systematic racism they was telling him to shut up i seen it i, I saw in his comments you know what i'm saying i mean somebody do you, told do you think that's the equivalent of telling lebron to shut up and dribble i i think it's i think it's close but the thing about it is um it comes under it comes under the cloak of you know, we made you. So you can't mm. deny, you can't deny LeBron. If you if you never buy a LeBron shoe or a jersey, he gonna step on that court and give you 40. Period. You know what right. I'm saying? It, it does, he don't need your support. Either you love him or you hate him. The artist is opposite. If mm. people hate you, they not booking you. If people hate mm. you, they not streaming you or buying your music or clicking your videos on YouTube. So they kind of come from a position of power. Like we made you shut up. We mm. didn't. We didn't. This is not what we made you for. Shut up. We don't want to hear that. Give us Jesus. Play Jesus music. Rap that mm. now, rapper. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like forget your soul. Forget what you feel. Forget what you see. Play Jesus music or shut up. And that, so how you how you feel about that? So how you feel that that people really think that? I mean, it's I, it's horrible. You know what I'm saying? It's I, I don't agree with it at all. Like that's why I'm saying you have to. The artist is is supposed to report what they see from the streets. They're supposed to report what they feel, or right. you know, not not just from the streets, but just report what they see, what they feel, what they experience. That's that's what um, that's what connects us to the fans. That's why you like us. That's why you like him because his perspective, you know, on topic A, B, and C. And you you if you like that artist, you gonna have to be with him through the good or the bad. 
You know what I'm saying? Through whether you agree with them or not. Bro, you look right. at artists like Public Enemy and Ice Cube. Like, they was... Their, their crowd would be full of white fans. But Public right. Enemy was like, you know, you... You know, I ain't gonna say... <laughs> I ain't gonna say what he was saying. <laughs> I ain't gonna say what Chuck D was saying, but he was keeping it real. He was talking right. about racism. He was like, "Hey, this, you know," he was telling them what it was and what it wasn't. If you liked it, you liked it. If you didn't, you didn't. And they went right. nuts. You know what I'm right. saying? The fans and, loved. And they had and they had and they had they cult following. And they was like, "We certain people want the truth, and certain people just want to be catered to." Hey, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's why PE can, like with that cult following, he can book an arena, you know what I'm saying, today. Yeah. And fans will show up. People will show up from the 80s. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Speak, speaking of injustice, it it was a protest in your town and you went. Yeah. Dur- during the pandemic, why was it important for you to go? Man, that's a good question, man. I feel like I feel like it was worth the risk, bro. Um, mm. I took my kids. You know, we was masked up. Uh, you know, we tried to social distance the best we could, but I just felt like it was it was just too important, bro. I felt like I couldn't. You know, I just had to be there. I had to be there and show them because um, I know they were feeling things and. You know, reading things on the internet and you know all these, and they had all these questions for me, and I just felt like I, if they were gonna protest in the future or do those things, I wanted to be the first time they ever went. They saw me, you know what I'm saying? That mm. you can speak out, you can do it peacefully, you know what I'm saying? And I just want to show them that. It, I felt it was very important for me to show them that side of me, you know, that I'm not that, just that you, you a father. You black, you got a voice, you a Christian, you can you can still honor Christ and stand against injustice. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what I wanted to show them. You know Legacy. I mean? You want to show them legacy. Exactly. Exactly. My kids, I want them to be able to say that, you know, they was there with they with their father and you know, and I mean I hope they don't ever have to protest again, but you know, if they do, they know the right way to do it. Right, right. So speaking of legacy, we I had a two two or three shows ago. I had a dedication show to Solo. How important and impactful was Solo in your ministry? Oh man, Solo, man, this is this this is deep, man. Solo. Solo was the very first person I ever heard do, you know, quote unquote, Christian rap. He was the first person I ever heard do Christian rap. His words were the very first words that I heard from a Christian artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That was a rapper. And man, just the way he did it, you know, just the way he he spoke his heart. He spoke his mind. Um even though he was a Christian, his whole thing was reaching back. You know what I'm saying? His thing wasn't not throwing my Christianity in your face and saying, try to get like me. His thing was to go back and get the homies. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Go back and reach the homies. Go back and minister to the homies. And just the fact that I was able to, you know, to meet um, not only Solo, but the Gospel Gangsters, do shows with them, you know, make a song with them, and just to meet um, I wouldn't say my idol, man, but he was definitely my strongest influence, bro. I never forget the, you know, I bought that I can see clearly now CD and just sitting there listening to it, bro, feeling like, like I discovered the Holy Grail, like, you know, <laughs> this is this is what I want to do, this is what I'm gonna do, and, and it's like he just gave me the blueprint, man. He he's definitely gonna be missed, bro. One thing I remember about Solo, man, is. I mean, his charisma was off the chain. It was off the charts. Like right, everybody, right. you he never met a stranger. Every time, every person he met, it looked like you were the only person in the world to him at that moment. 
and you got his undivided attention. He always had a smile for you. Um, and there'll, there'll never be, you know, another solo, man. He He's definitely going to be missed, man, for real. So I, I remember you you told me um, the first time you met him and you, you told him the impact that he had on your ministry. And what did he say when you told him that? Yeah, so we we ended up getting booked on the show together because you know we we shared management, and and I walked up. To, we was at the sound check, and I told you know I walked up like I got my you know my um got myself together, and I said I'm gonna go give dude a speech and tell him how he changed my life. You know what I'm saying? And, right, and I right. Did. <laughs> and I walked up to him. I was I told him my speech and how I listened to his CD, and he just he was like praise Yashua, homie. And I had never even heard anybody say Yashua, you know what I'm saying, or say it like that. And it was just mm. like the, it was the coolest thing ever, bro. He just like, he said, praise Yashua, homie. And that blew my mind. Like, this is a, you know, this is a real dude. Like, he was, everybody he met, he could get, he can get to you on your level. You know what I'm saying? And right. one thing that he always told me was, you know, it's no, um, you know, we gospel gangsters, you K9, but we peers. You know what I'm saying? We doing the same thing. We repping the same kingdom. You know, so when we would do interviews or whatever, he would say, hey, you know, come on in this interview, K9. Uh, you know, video interviews or radio. He said, come on, K9, you come on with us, man. You know what I'm saying? And that just always stuck with me, man. Like, just just how real he was. Like, if you look up a real one in a dictionary, you, you'll definitely see Solo's picture, man. He was a real one. He a real and and so I think that's that's one thing that if a whole bunch of artists got together and start sharing stories and wisdom, I think that's what's missing. Like I, so me and you was booked in Milwaukee, and no, it was Minnesota, and this was early on in in the God Chaser birthing. We got a hundred albums in the first year stage, right? Right, right. And um, I brought out my CDs, but I ain't put them out because this was like you was the main act. And one thing you told me, you was like, dude, put all your CDs up. What God got for me is for me. And that right there was like such a freeing experience. Like, I can't I don't have to look at nobody as competition because every man got his portion and whatever God got is coming and it's coming good. Wow. I don't even remember that. Of course you don't do. You don't remember anything. That's, <laughs> that's that's dope that I said that. <laughs> that's, like what God got for me is for me cuz I had it I think I had seven different CDs and you only had was it just born again you had born again you didn't even have uh yeah you had born again and underdog underdog yeah yeah that was crazy and that's i mean that's what it's all i think i learned that from solo man because of how he treated me i you know what i'm saying i always try to take people under my wing you know what i'm saying uh be kind to people you know what i'm saying so yeah, if you say I said, I probably wouldn't say that today. I'd be like, dude, get your own table, man. But <laughs> then I was, I, I probably was on some humble stuff. But now, bro, you got to get your own table. You got to get your own table. It's real out here in these streaming streets. Put a tile on the floor or something, bro. But this is this is K nine <laughs> table, man, dude. So we got forty five out on all digital outlets. You can get the hard copies at caninemusic.company.site or you just follow him on all things social media, Canine Music on Instagram, Canine Music on Twitter, and you can find him on Facebook. Dude, what else you got for the people before we wrap this up, dude? Like, you dropped the classic. I can say it. It's my podcast. You didn't drop the classic. Is it going to take you 100 more years to, to put something out? Oh, I, wait, 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 wait. Let me stop before I get hate mail. <laughs> Bible stories too. What's up? All right, I- I'm gonna save that for my ask me anything. I'm, I'm gonna break down. Okay, 
Okay. What goes so, into a Bible story? So we're gonna do a part two if you're listening to the podcast, but you gotta go and find canines. Um Follow him on all social media and on YouTube. We're gonna do a ask me anything. And if you hear this this weekend, send me a question if you have a question to K9 at podcast at godchases.com and we gonna get it in. So what else you got for the people? On Facebook is K9 Hampton. K-N-I-N-E Hampton. H-A-M-P-T-O-N. Um yeah. Put your questions there. Send your questions. Yep. And bef- before we out, dude, I, I got I got to say thank you for allowing me to be the only rapper on this classic. You know what I'm saying? And I, and and it's about time. <laughs> I, I already having people telling me, man, that the track that you want, where I'm from, is one of their favorites. So I, you know, so that's a blessing right there, bro. That's a blessing right there, man. And I paid him to say it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> All right, man. We out. So. Kane, I make sure you go buy this album. Find the website. Stream if you if you are streaming, you know how we do on the God Chases podcast. Don't just stream this album. Go buy the album. Support real ministry, real music. Find some friends, some unsaved homies, and slide slide this album to them so it's gonna bless their life. We gotta support everybody around the world, whatever country you in. Find Canine. You can find it dot 45 dot 45 is the name of the album and go and get it. Listen to it and respond to me podcast at godchases.com and let me know what your favorite track is. And we're going to play some music. We're going to play one track and you'll hear it next. You got chasing the knob. Look at the days that he gave me I know my life has been crazy Mama was only 18 And she could have not had the baby Grandma could chose not to take me Pops could have chose not to raise me I've been in the presence of killers They could have first 48 me I used to ride in that Jeep Pistol up under the seat I was so close to hell The sidewalk should have melt right under my feet I seen him leave for weeks Couldn't stay gone to be dead in the streets They said she got HIV Man, I was trying to get her under my sheets Why he watch over me? Why did he spare my life? Is it supposed to be? Or just a roll of the dice? I was not rolling with Christ In the kitchen, just me and the wife I sit and I spit at the mic He sit in a pen doing 20 to life He don't deserve to be Sitting in prison sentence to a murder beat While I found a mercy seat When God knew the worst of me sitting in a first degree I never sat in the church's seats I would rather just prefer the streets I asked the Father to save me I'm glad he's all I need They made him climb up the hill They made him carry the cross They beat him just like a dog He could've ended it all They put the nails in his hands They put the nail in his feet When he looked up to the sky Did he see me and my guys in the streets? Did he know we would have weed? Did he know we would be drinking? Was he thinking about me? When he asked the father why'd he forsake him? He died and the ground started shaking He left everybody shook The devil had keys for the taking He went down to hell and took him when I thought he wasn't looking, couldn't see what I was copping. They never had me in booking. Couldn't find out he was watching. When everybody was trying to love me, enemies was trying to slug me. On the cross, you was dying to love me. Who am I that you are mindful of me, Lord? I give you every penny in my bank account. Said you don't want it, told me don't take it out. 
said you want the only thing I've got My broken spirit and my broke repentant heart I'm so glad you all I hold up I know that I could've failed I know that you could've bailed But I was hell I should be sitting in hell I should be under the jail Was under a spell You broke it I know it And so it's my duty to go out and yell Top of my lungs all the good that you done When you gave me your son You all I need Godchasers.com, baby. Make sure you subscribe to the Godchasers podcast.